Hello and welcome to Truth vs. Hype. Our focus tonight shines light on a paradox at the heart of the Indian economy. On one hand, described as one of the fastest growing economies in the world, attracting, if the government is to be believed, ever-growing inflows of foreign investment. And on the other hand, business scandals, Nirav Modi is only the latest, which raise questions about the propensity of Indian businessmen to lean towards dubious business practices and the failure of regulatory safeguards, often aggravated by cronyism. Over the course of the past five months, some of the world's best-known investors have filed for fraud against a Gurgaon-based real estate firm, IRIO, accusing its promoter of siphoning off around 10,000 crore rupees, almost a billion dollars. The cases have been in front of Indian investigating agencies for months, but so far there's been no action because, alleged the investors, the company has political links. The promoter of IRIO, Lalit Goyal, is the brother-in-law of the BJP leader, Sudhan Chumittal. Now, IRIO began in 2004-05. It was started by Lalit Goyal and three international fund managers. Its growth is visible along the golf course road, which is considered the prime area of Gurgaon's building boom, dominated by its stars today. Since then, more than 300 investors have put in approximately $1.6 billion, around 10,000 crores, making it one of the biggest real estate funds in India. Now, the investors include Tiger Partners, they include Stanford University, the University of Notre Dame, US-based Axon Capital, and the Children's Investment Fund Foundation UK, which has been started by the billionaire philanthropist Christopher Horn. These are just some of the big names. In April 2016, the Trump Corporation announced IRIO as one of its partners in India. Donald Trump Jr. at the time had called the company a truly fantastic group. But by February this year, two of the investors began filing complaints against IRIO, accusing it of fraud and cheating. Today, many other investors, over 70 of them, we're told, have joined those complaints of cheating and fraud. The allegations of fraud have been brought to light by Ramesh Sanka, a former IRIO CEO turned whistleblower. He joined in 2015 and says he resigned a year later when he detected the fraud. The core charges revolve around the model by which real estate companies in Gurgaon purchase land. They use what are known as land-owning companies to buy the land to bypass rules that prevent foreign investors from acquiring agricultural land in India. Once the land is acquired and land use changed from agricultural to, let's say, commercial or residential, these companies are meant to get absorbed by the parent real estate company. That claim the investors in their complaint did not happen in the case of IRIO. The shares of these companies, of the land-owning companies, are held by the employees of IRIO. And as a matter of precaution, IRIO always took those shares under pledge along with the blank transfer forms okay. signed by these uh, employees. So over a period of time from 2010 onwards, Lalit went on transferring these land holding companies and license holding companies to one company by the name Commander Realtors, which is now 100% owned by Lalit Goel and his two family members through a layered structure. Now the whistleblower claims that he has submitted masses of documents to back their claims, documents which have been vetted by legal firms in the UK and the US. And yet, he says, the government agencies have not responded. Now, finally, they've had to move the Supreme Court. Lalit him, himself, you know, is uh, having his own relatives in the, uh, in the uh, political parties. 
So obviously he is using them, must be, might be using. And what is important is that you know in December, uh, sorry, in June 25th, all the investors had a conference in uh, in uh, New York. One interesting point that came is that this is the largest fraud in the uh, done by any fund manager to the best of their knowledge in the world. Now, we contacted each of the government agencies in India where a complaint has been lodged, and this was the response. We contacted all the government agencies where complaints have been filed. The concerned officials at the Economic Offences Wing of the Delhi Police, Serious Fraud Investigations Office and Central Board of Direct Taxes said that they had no specific knowledge of the case. They also said that the charges would be vetted before cognizance taken and sharing information about such cases would hamper investigation. Meanwhile, officials at the Prime Minister's office, Central Board of Excise and Customs and Director of Town Planning did not answer a specific query. Meanwhile, the Commissioner of Gurgaon Police did not answer several calls we made. Alright, we also made uh, multiple attempts to get IRIO's version. We sent them detailed emails as well as made calls. Finally, Mr. Lalit Goel did speak to us on the phone, agreeing to be quoted. He refused to come on camera. These are his broad responses. He claims, where is the proof that I have taken money? He said, all the transactions have been audited. He said, out of 400 IRIO investors, only 40 have problems. He said, out of the total IRIO land, he accepts that he does own it, but he says, I only own 10%. He denies any agreement which prevents him from owning these land-owning companies. He also said that the real estate industry in India has collapsed, that barring a few realty funds, the average return is only about 15 to 20 percent. This is to explain why these investors are not getting their returns. On the charges of political collusion or clout, he said, did I commit a mistake by getting my sister married to a politician? He said, why does political clout always come up? He also says that he is an NRI resident in Singapore, but he's not in any way afraid or evading Indian law. We also reached out to his brother-in-law, Sudhanshu Mittal, but he refused to come on record. He simply said that he doesn't have a comment, nor does he have anything to do with IRIO. All right, joining us tonight, we have an absolutely packed panel on the show. We have with us, uh, joining us from New York via Skype, Dinakar Singh. He is CEO and co-founder, Axon Capital. He is one of the investors of IRIO that has spearheaded this complaint against the company. Also joining us here in the studio is Ramesh Sanka, former CEO IRIO, the whistleblower that we saw earlier in our program. Samish Chaudhary, legal counsel of the IRIO group, has just about made it at the last minute on the show. Great to have you here. Jayavir Shergill, spokesperson of the Congress, is with us. And uh, we hope to be joined by PN Vijay, financial analyst and a BJP supporter. I believe that we actually have Mr. Vijay with us, uh, is on the show. As is Samir Jasuja, founder and CEO, Prop Equity, which is one of India's largest databases for the real estate market. Now, let me just start with you, Dinakar Singh, joining us uh, from New York via Skype. You heard some of the responses that we finally did manage to get uh, from Lalit Goyal, where he says there's no proof that he's actually siphoned off any money and that the fact that investors like you are not getting their returns is simply to do with the nature of the Indian real estate market. How would you respond to that? 
thank you. Look, um, I represent my firm, but in truth, 76 investors have explicitly saw, uh, supported arbitration to remove the manager and have filed complaints with regulators at this point. Um, that represents over two-thirds of all the capital raised, even though we haven't even been able to get an investor list from Lalith and his crew. The reality is that almost everything they have told us in the last number of years is simply a lie and has turned out not to be true. Let me just quote themselves. Their own, this is their presentation in 2011 to investors. Unlike other real estate managers, IRA managers only charge management fees at the fund level. They have never earned a profit from IRA projects nor do they charge any of the other fees customary in the real estate industry. Hmm. No project fees, no project development fees, no leasing fees, et cetera, et cetera. Nice. At every instance, they have denied any uh, side dealing on this. They have never reported related party transactions of this type, and yet it's quite clear this is what's been going on. What we have seen, right. uh, Mr. Sunka approached us last fall. We were shocked by these allegations. We then hired lawyers and accountants around the world with other investors to investigate this. And what we have turned up is simply shocking. Um, it was not supposed to be so that he would be taking hundreds of millions of dollars out of these projects. And the reality here is that this isn't just rich investors from abroad. Okay. 1.6 is from among the most prominent investors in the world. But another several billion has been raised from Indian homeowners who seven years later have not gotten their homes. So, Mr. Mr. Singh, I, I see the point that you're making, but let me just understand very quickly. You're not simply saying this is financial mismanagement. You stand no. by the charge that this is fraud. We are investors. We take the risk and we lose money in things all the time. We make money things all the time. The reason why investors were outraged now is one reason only, which is that it is simply not okay for a, ma a manager like Goyal to mm. simply steal billions of dollars from investors. That's what's happened here. He has stolen money from home, money that should have been going to investors okay. and to build homes has gone into his how, pocket. Just to, just to clarify, how much of your money did you invest, which is, according to you, stuck? I'm talking about Axon. 1.6 billion, we are, uh, we and the Children's Investment Fund happen to be the two largest investors. We are, I, we've never disclosed exact numbers, but we are comfortably about 20% of the overall investment. Okay, fine. All right, Samir Chaudhary, would you like to respond? Let's first understand the basics of the dispute, the background of the people who are claiming that a fraud has been committed in them. Mm. We have Mr. Sanka who's claiming to be a whistleblower. He's claimed to be a whistleblower in New York in an investor presentation which was made with Mr. Dinaka Singh present in there. Okay. He claimed that he, was, he has been a whistleblower all his life according to the claim made in the New York presentation. Okay. Okay. He says in his previous employment in 2000, because of his whistleblowing, mm. alleged whistleblowing, yes. ENY, who were the auditors of that company, I will not name the company, were forced to resign. Okay. The truth is, once you investigate it, it will come out that ENY resigned on its own. And Mr. Sanka, despite the resignation, continued, about, in, continued in employment for the next two, three years. Okay, but if I could just ask you, Samir, if one moves away for a minute from the antecedents of those making the complaints. Antecedents are very important. When as you far raise, as the substantive charge is concerned, when of financial fraud, yes. what would you say to that? When a substantive charge of fraud is concerned, the antecedents become even more important. But Mr. You, Sanka is the person who has been debarred by SEBI yes, from accessing capital markets for three years. The appeal is still pending in the Supreme Court of okay, India. Okay, but what does that still have to say about the fact that we just heard Dinakar Singh say that 76 investors have now come on board saying that they believe there is fraud? We have asked for a list of investors which has never been supplied till date. Okay. So I cannot comment whether they have 76 or whether they have 10 investors. Okay. There has been a letter written by our solicitors in England right. to which there has not been a response. We have only been told that we will be replied at so the relevant sure. time. 
Mr. Sharder, I think you are saying something that's simply untrue. As you know, in arbitration claims, to get arbitration claims, we had to get support from investors. Those who are in fact filed with the arbitration authority Singh, only under the, the contracts of IREO. Mr. But you know Singh, only well. the American arbitration... But again, as with everything so far, you have simply misstated the truth. Ms. Mr. Singh, the American arbitration only requires a majority of arbitrators to... A majority of investors, investors which list has not been supplied by you Okay, let's get, let's, get, let's get Mr. Sankar to respond to the fact that you yourself as he said, has got some issues. The See, fact that SEBI has barred you. Okay. First is, SEBI Briefly. has barred is correct, but Securities Appellate Tribunal has reversed that with a majority decision. Mm. And SEBI so has gone is, in appeal, is, the appeal is pending in the Supreme Court. Okay, let me finish, let me finish, let me finish, yes. SEBI has gone to the Supreme Court and Supreme Court has refused to give any stay. But so the matter is pending, notice is, is issued. That means Mr. Sankar is not telling that the notice has been issued. Today, given by SAT is the final. Okay, let's come to, to the substantive point of why we are all assembled here. Absolutely. Which is this allegation of fraud and the fact that we are talking of a billion dollars and we are talking about investors from all around the world and what that means for India's image. Yeah. Lalit Goel is saying, and I am sure this is what Samir Chaudhary's argument would be as well, that where is the actual proof that I have run away with the money? The land is still there, the construction is all there. Where is that proof? See, there are three In proofs. simple terms. There are three proofs, not one we can give. The first one is that <laughs> SV Housing, a company has been sold, which is a land-owning and license-holding company. That money has not come to IREO Group or IREO Funds at all. Fine. So you've, you've identified a bunch of such companies which Absolutely. you claim have been sold. Yes. But you're saying that despite all this proof, there's been absolutely no response from the government agencies. That is right? true. This is the part that is, is sort of intriguing to all of us. True. What do they tell you when you go there? No. See, first of all, it's very difficult to get into those setups. Mm. But still, you go meet them, give them all the papers. It's not one or two papers. With the police, for example, we have, paid, we have filed 3,800 pages of proofs. A to Z, except the bank statement, because bank statement is quite clearly is not available. Right. All other documents directly, indirectly what related is relevant to that is how those documents have been, have been obtained, Mr. Sankar. That is okay. also very relevant. But let's, let's, let's just bring in PN Vijay here. PN Vijay, I mean, you know, when a case like this comes to light and you have people who go to the agencies and they, f they go before them and they say that they have all this proof, we're talking now about some fairly well-regarded investors uh, from around the world and you don't see any response. It's now been, what, months? When did you first start? Almost in, five months. Almost five months. Then, does that question not arise? That is there some political cloud, some influence that is at play here, which is preventing this from happening? P. N. Vijay. Well, I wouldn't know. But all I can say, uh, surely, is that when uh, funds like Exxon and Children's were highly respected, Yes. International investors, in the best of intentions, put huge money, and uh, f uh, they are accusing of siphoning. And uh, it's a fact that homeowners have not got their homes in spite of seven, eight years. Mm. Um, uh, there is prima facie a case for economic affairs uh, offenses being to immediately investigate. Mm. And I would uh, expect, at least after these type of news. Uh, revelations yes. that the Ministry of Finance bucks up and immediately starts an investigation. Right. You know, and one interesting thing was that this is not the first time this guy is uh, hitting the headlines for the wrong reasons. You would recollect in 2010, yes. October, November, I recollect, yes. he was raided 26 premises of his 
including his corporate office in Neetibag, was yes, raided. by the enforcement directorate. Et cetera, et cetera, in 2010. And finally, uh, nothing came out of it, you know, for some strange reason, nothing came out of it. So he, he has been uh, on the radar for quite some time. Right. And I'm surprised. I mean, he doesn't surely have a good name in the market, I can tell you. He doesn't okay. have. But I would like but to would say, you, this is my just, personal experience, yes. that when we try to link a person like Sudhanshu Mittal to this, I think uh, we should be careful because I don't think uh, <coughs> Sudhanshu is very much involved in this business. So though it's very tempting to link him, I would at this stage give him the benefit of the doubt. Would you, Jaivir Shargil, give the benefit of doubt or do you see political clout here being used to try to suppress at least even a basic investigation into this case? You know, there's a saying, bad examples serve as good warning signs. The episode of Neera Modi, Mehul Choksis doesn't seem to have sent any message to the government that they need to act timely. Timing is of the essence. The mm. same pattern. Mm. A whistleblower complained to the Prime Minister in July right. regarding Neera Modi government said. The slow-footedness of the government to investigate yes. sends a message that the you are interested in promotion of ease of doing corruption rather than doing ease of business. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to just, I'm, I'm just, I'm coming to you. I, I, I need to go to Samir Jisuja, but I just want to get a quick rebuttal in from you, Samir Chaudhary. The fact that there has been a track record of Lalit Goel, he has been raided by the ED in the past as well. But again, the mystery of the fact that there's no progress, is that an example of political clout? Unfortunately, it's very tempting these days that whenever something is not proceeding as per the expectation of the complainant or the investor, yes. it's the easiest thing to say is there's political clout. But five months, not even a basic there are complaints Progress. filed, notices have been issued by the court. We are cooperating with the investigation. I don't know what basis they have to say that nothing is being done. Okay. All right, let me just bring in Samir Jasuja here. Samir Jasuja, take a slightly longer view because we're getting a little lost perhaps in the thicket of the nitty-gritties that when you look at the case of what is happening in IRIO, as someone who's familiar with the India property market, particularly this Delhi, Gurgaon, NCR region, do you see a familiar pattern emerging here? See, there are always two sides to a coin. And, uh, you know, uh, I'm seeing everybody bashing IRIO very badly over here. But, you know, I've looked at some of the data and the kind of land banks that IRIO owns today. So yes. I personally don't think that there's been funds that have been siphoned to the extent that we've been talking about. Okay. Uh, just the land bank that they own in Gurgaon is worth 9,000 crores today. I'm talking about the unsold land bank. In addition to that, I think if you look at their pan-India land banks, they easily exceed over a billion dollars. Right. So I think if, if $1.6 billion came into IRIO, there, there is real land which I think is worth more than $2 billion that is sitting in the company today. Okay, so in I one way... I cannot comment on, you know, if there were a few land parcels that were sold. Yeah. Sorry, that's... A, that's on a, the delivery, you that's know, a, uh, IRIO has managed to deliver... Okay, go ahead. Go ahead very quickly, yes. Go ahead, sir. Most of the apartments uh, that they have committed to deliver, their projects are ongoing. Yeah, some of them may be a little slower than the others, but I don't think the kind of siphoning of money and the big case that is being made out to be is that big. Okay. Let me, I, I've let also me... had an hedge fund investing in my company, so they have different... Okay, fair enough. I think, sure. I think you made an interesting sure. point. Let me, a uh, number of people have their hands up and we're very short on time. Let me just quickly go across to Dinakar Singh. This is an interesting point, Dinakar Singh. If you have a huge bank of undeveloped land already, almost worth the amount which investors like you are now seeking from IRIO, is that a solution? That if they were to, I don't know, so sell those assets and pay the investors back? Yeah, sure, sure. 
Would Look, that no, settle better? First, we've been investors since for 12 years. We've been long-term patient investors. Uh, there are university endowments and pension funds that are 100-year investors in things. I have never in my uh, business career of 27 years ever filed litigation against a company. In this case, it isn't a first. We think what he was doing from what we've seen is early on starting to take money out. So the Corridors project, he took out 100 and some million dollars. Then he would start doing sham transactions that the fraud increased. Now, having land that is valuable, we agree that much of our assets ought to be worth a lot of money. The problem is now he's simply taking it. He's moving the title and licenses into his own pocket. Um, So the fact that land is valuable isn't in dispute. The question is who owns it and who has gotten the benefit of it so far. Okay, okay, fair enough. Last word from you, uh, you know, Samir Chaudhary. Why not just sell the land, repay the investors, let me, settle let the matter? Me, let me explain. Very the, briefly. Yes, very briefly. The investment documents by, which, by way of which the investment has come in clearly specify that they will acquire development rights over the land. By development rights, simply what we mean is the economic benefit rising out of the mm. land. Now, just to give you brief data, out of the total land held by IDEO Group in India, which is about 4,000 acres, 94% is already stands the development rights on which stand transferred to IDEO companies. So there is no question at all oh. of no. anything being siphoned away. Samir okay. is giving wrong un- wrong information. This is the pa- 2005 this document is which is used for raising funds with from the investors clearly show that all the land owning companies and license holding companies will be a part of IDEO. They will be subsidiaries of IREO's so land part okay, of the operating companies. We will know what you've contracted today, for. Today, we all those time. companies are owned by Lalit. We, we will know what you've contracted for. That's time. part of the arbitration. But is let me make one point from a distance. Is, India is, requires FDI, and I, I am a big believer and supporter of the growth of scene in India. But if uh, Prime Minister Modi is right that India must is open for business, which it, it is and ought to be, it has to be closed for corruption and for fraud. Okay. Uh, I would hope that we're proven wrong. But I think it is it is outrageous that three or four months later, after what we uh, to us were shocking allegations and thousands of pages of documents, right. we need this to be investigated. Right. And it's clear that this is corruption and fraud that is causing it to slow down. It has to change. Okay. All right. We'll have to absolutely leave it there. I know everybody still wants to come in, but we were very, very short of time. As I said, that's also because we had some last-minute joinees to the panel. But uh, thank you very much indeed. We'll continue to track this story. And let's wait and see if there is any action on it. That's it on Truth versus Hype. Thank you so much for speaking to us, all of you. Good night.